Good morning, turtle meth heads. How are we doing? So today's topic important. I've spoken to a few people just now, and I think we can get confused when it comes to fat loss and energy and stuff like that. I can get confused by it all, right? And you might have you you would have heard that there is something called the law of thermodynamics, right? In physics, the law of thermodynamics um, basically says energy can't be created or destroyed only converted from one form to another that's a law of the universe so the energy the start of the universe will be the same energy at the end of the universe and it will weave its way through different ways different forms of energy you've got heat you've got kinetic you've got different forms of energy but they're always it's always working within a system right and what it says and how this applies to our bodies. And we think, a lot of people think it doesn't apply, the body's so complex. The universe is so complex, but it still abides by this law. So how you need to think about it is, if if there's a steam engine and you're putting in fuel and that generates heat and that heat will push, that heat will cause the, the engine to move. It's not a direct 100% conversion. It's not that you put in, you know, 100, you know, whatever you use, coal, and it converts to 100% of energy to move the steam engine, right? It was, It's not that 100% efficient. So there is a tax on the energy produced, right? And scientists are obviously wanting to have clean energy, 100%, so the work you put in, you get 100% energy out, efficiency, because that would help. But there is always a tax, essentially, to a conversion. So it doesn't mean that the energy's been created out of nothing. Some energy goes into actually the work, they call it, into pushing the steam engines forward. The other energy goes into heat, which is then expelled out through the chimneys because you can't keep that and get too hot. And there's some 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 will go and escape in other ways, right? So the energy from the coal is generated and it, it leaks. It, there's a cost to creating it. So when it comes to our bodies, we think, well, this body's so complicated, no way, there's no way we, it is as simple as energy in versus energy out. Now, think of our bodies in a sense like adding coal to a steam engine. So you put coal in food, and there is a tax on digesting this coal and creating energy from it, which is the thermic effect of food. You know, there's a tax on the digestion process. So not all the nutrients and calories you consume will convert into actual usage of energy, right? Because when it comes to protein, there's a bigger tax on protein to digest than carbs. For example, protein, if you consume 100 calories, 100 calories of energy, right, from protein, it'll take about 20 calories of that 100 to digest it and get it in the body. So it's got a tax of 20%. You still need to consume the 100 calories of protein, right, and you get the 80 calories net the 20 calories as the tax and carbs and fat have less tax to pay for digestion so if you eat fats and carbs it's nearly a hundred percent it's like 98 or 97 percent whatever it is so you consume 100 calories of carbs the body will digest it quite well and like in 98 percent of it will be used in some form right so the some of that energy you created will go into other processes to create proteins proteins are amino acids there's energy think of workers putting together blocks of amino acids to create a big block of protein that requires energy it requires we need to eat the food for it to build right and then you've got carbs and they turn and they become forms of energy you can use in the body and fats and 
it's not a hundred percent in and out, right? But you still have to consume. You still have to put the energy in. You have to assume it's not a hundred percent because it never is. But there is, you know, we can we can't know for sure exactly how much. But we will find out if we are over consuming energy or not. Because if you're over consuming, you're gonna store fat. So basically, the body's had all the energy needs for its processes, and it's gone. Oh, there's there's more here. There's more, we we can't destroy this energy because that's it goes against the law of the universe. We can't destroy it. It's got to be stored. So this energy that's not used in the body is stored in the fat stores, right? So this system, you are basically giving it too much. You're giving it too much energy, so it's storing it. And I know people are like that's oh, this simple, but it is this simple. This is how it works. There's loads of millions of trillions of processes that happen in the body that we can't comprehend like everything you do uses energy and there's conversions everything but that is the basic fact of it like the steam engine like your car you do you know exactly how a car works it's quite simple when it's been explained but in your head like how's this how's this works so i put a fuel in and then it's like doing all this and then my car's moving yeah so you know that if you put 50 quid of fuel and you get 20 liters of fuel and you get roughly x mileage from it it's not going to be exact, right? Because if you drive it faster, with the tires, depends on the tires and how much energy is wasted through bad tires and turning corners and you're going straight, you're staying on the same miles per hour, all of this will improve the energy utilization from fuel, but it won't be 100%, right? So we consume too much, is stored. If you don't give a system enough energy, it needs to find the energy for it to function. So... If you are not consuming enough energy, which is a deficit, which is how you lose fat, the body will go, oh shit, <clears throat> we need energy. This is things that need to happen. Okay, get in, we need the energy. Come on, come on, let's do it. And it'll go to your fat stores for energy. And in, in if you don't consume enough protein to protect the muscle mass, it will start taking energy from your muscle as well. So that's like, well, we need to break down muscle. It's not ideal because muscle is expensive to build. But we need energy, so we break down muscle as well. So we're going to refrain from breaking muscle down. We're going to only use the fat storage, and that's why high protein is important. So we stop the body; it doesn't need to do it. So it sounds so simple, right? It sounds it can't be that simple, but it, it is. That's all we need to know about it. Like I don't need to know every million process in my body and second guess everything. I don't need to know the entire process. I, like eight, for example, people take creatine, eighty. Um, ATP, right? This is a molecule that's basically essential for energy. Uh, you go, oh, do you need to know everything about this? Or do I just need to know energy in, energy out? And I can track this. I can track calories in. I can't necessarily know exactly how much calories out I'm, I'm, I'm doing because it's not that accurate calorie out burn, calorie burn from exercise. But steps is a good indication because a thousand steps for me is a thousand steps, really. You know, so we track, and the way we understand if the system is overdone or underdone is is our body is our body fat. That is the outcome we look at. We go right, my body fat's going up. I must be consuming too much energy. End of. There's no other thing happening. You might say my hormones impact my my my, my hormones impact my calories. Your hormones. So, for example, if your maintenance is two thousand calories a day, and that's based off your weight, your height, your activity, the steps you do, your job, right? If you are a hormonal imbalance or low thyroid or whatever, that might 
cause your maintenance to drop a bit. So your maintenance might not be predicted. It might not be 2,000, it might be 1,900. So this doesn't mean that calories in, calories out doesn't work. It just means your maintenance is slightly below what you thought it was. And you are, if you are gaining fat, you are still eating too much over time. If you are gaining fat over time, you're eating too much. No matter if you think, well, it's my hormones. Your hormones might have made your maintenance a bit smaller, a bit lower, making fat gain easier. But it's not the per- it's not the fault, if that makes sense. So this is where people get up. It's all about hormones. It's over- hormones don't overpower the energy balance situation. It just doesn't. Like, if you look at experiments, you look at war camps and all this stuff, like all these people have, they they get starved, they get become skin and bones. They literally become nothing. Their bodies have gone down to, they've got nothing left, no muscle, no fat, right? There's no amount of hormones you could put in them to stop that happening. You're like, if you said, well, my hormones stop me losing weight. Go well. Do you think if we got those prisoners or these people starving and just pumped them with some hormones, you think are causing you not to lose fat? That would stop them losing fat. Of course, it's not. The hormones don't have energy. They can, I mean, they can influence energy usage and your hunger levels, which would cause you to eat more, eat less. But they're not energy in themselves. So, the the body needs energy, right? Hormones are a part of the system, right? So. I don't know if this is like for more so people with turkey probably think yeah well i know this and all that but it's not that simple i think what we need to really do is we need to cut out cut out as much stuff as we don't need to focus on right i don't need to know if brown bread's got more nutrients than white bread i don't care i'll eat the one i like and i'll like energy balance my macros are on point <coughs> i don't care if there is a supplement out there that is proven to get help this and that, right? Oh, magically take this supplement, it's gonna change my life. No, it's not, it's not gonna do it. There's that, there are things that improve symptoms and all that, but like, I, I'm not gonna, if I have my lifestyle in control, if I reduce my stress, if I go for my steps, I train two, three times a week, you know? I'm focusing on my mindset and I'm moving every day and I'm eating within my, I'm not over consuming energy and I'm good eating a good ratio of macros, Things fall into place. I don't need to overthink things. Right? We don't need to overdo this thing. That is the main thing you need to do. If you want to then use your time and think about adding supplements to help, that's fine. But don't think that's actually the cause of any change. That's not the root thing. You need to come, sort the root out. You can play with the leaves later on and change and play them, add the supplements, blah, blah, blah. Does that make sense? And if any of you really care about any of this stuff and you want to read a book about the laws of thermodynamics in its full entirety and history of it, there's a book, there's a really good book series called Oxford, um, a short introduction series. And there's a book called The Laws of Thermodynamics by Peter Atkins. And he's just going to overview of all of this. And, you know, I read all the nutrition stuff, but I read that as well. And even in that book, he's like, even our bodies, even our bodies have to obey this. And he talks a few bits about food and ATP and all that stuff and how it works and how the processes work and how processes have a certain tax and it gives off heat and all this stuff, you know? So heat is like a byproduct of the, the work done. You know, when your muscles are, when your muscles are using exercise and you need an energy to move the muscles, there is a tax to that, which is heat. There's heat, the energy is causing heat and you sweat, you're right? That's a byproduct of the work of the muscles, you know? That's what's happening. 
And there's loads of these things going on. Loads of these reactions going on all across the body, millions, trillions. Um, so don't fall into the trap of thinking the people that say, it's not calories in, calories out, that's bullshit, it's not that simple. Overall, it is that simple. It is, because it's just proven time after time. Does that mean you've got a healthy diet? No. It doesn't mean you've got the most nutrient-dense diet. I'm not saying there's two different things. There's energy balance and then there's nutrient quality of your diet. Ideally, we get to a stage we've got both under control. But, however, there's studies that show that controlling your calorie intake with a good macronutrient split from a variety of foods, good, bad, whatever you want to label them, just any food you like, is actually superior to a strict, healthy, clean, you know, quote-unquote healthy meat and veg diet. It's very limiting. You've got a certain food group there, but the other one, you're free to eat whatever you want, and you've got a more variety. So the argument of calories in, calories out doesn't work, it does, it is the law, but we, it is, that it, that you can go as complex as you want. And typically the people that don't really understand these things, they tend to go down three or four steps into the process. They go, they'll read something about um, how insulin stops fat loss. And they go, well, if carbs cause insulin to increase, then if you eat carbs, you can't lose fat. And they'll stick, they'll, they'll be in that small little viewpoint of the world. And actually, obviously acutely, insulin spike is, is you know, it's called the storage hormone, but it's, that's just looking at one process and you're looking at the entire system. If the entire system doesn't have enough energy, even if the insulin spikes are happening, there's not enough energy to be stored. So the fat loss can't happen, fat gain can't happen. Overall fat gain can happen. And if you're eating less than your maintenance, but you're eating sugary stuff from carbs and you have insulin spikes, yeah, there'll be storage and there'll be fat loss storage, fat loss throughout the day at different times. But overall, the net is there's more fat loss, there's more fat used as energy than energy being stored. So you, overall, you lose fat. <clears throat> I hope that uh, is a 15-minute breakdown of just the basics. I thought I would share because I was just going over, going over my notes on that book again, and I think it's, uh, I think, and I'm just seeing people argue online about this. I just think like it, it needs to be said again. Um, and Dr. P will talk about this on next week's podcast. I'll, 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 I'll have his viewpoint on it and stuff like that. But really stick to the basics. Like there's even, there's a brilliant video I'll share it about, you know, what you, minimal training you need to do to get maximum results. Two to three sets a week per muscle group, right? So three sets, 10 reps, going heavy as you can on like legs and, and glutes and stuff will generate about 60 to 70% of your muscle growth results. Okay, in the research, 30 to 60 minutes of exercise a week generates majority of the health benefits for people. So when you talk, when I, I'm really going into this, my father needs to do minimal for maximum, right? Then think about, that's amazing. We don't have to do much, guys. We don't have to do much exercise-wise and training-wise to really get the most gains. We're just going to be consistent. Get your steps in, train one or two, maybe three times a week, get a few sets in per body part, do push the weight, make sure you are actually doing some intensity, and if you did that for months and months and years, all the health benefits, you're gonna get the majority of the health benefits without be living in a gym for two hours and over obsessing over white rice, brown rice, white bread, what all our shit. It's just the basic, simple stuff. Trust, you just have to trust that. The research backs it all up. So let's do that and live our lives. You know, I'm not, I'm not here to live in the gym. I'm not here to over obsess with nutrient quality and stuff like that I'll do the basics to get what's done i'm going to live my life i want to do cool stuff in my life I don't want to obsess over that stuff and i use the word obsess because it's 
used negatively, but in a sense, let what I mean by that is let things take over the mind so much they cause anxiety and fear and second guessing. We don't want that stuff, do we? Like we don't go to the gym to be a slave to the gym. We don't eat well to be slave to food. We don't go to work to be slave to the work. We don't be slaves to these things. They are things that we use and we, f we, we do the bare, we do the minimum for maximum in each of the areas so we have enough free time in the mind to really focus on what we really want to do in our lives. I can't answer that question for you, but if you're a slave to food, fighting food every day, you're a slave to your work, you're a slave to training and you can't, you could only train two hours and you gotta do an hour cardio, at the end of the day you're knackered, no, no thinking about what you want to do, the relationships you have. <coughs> what kind of life do you think you're gonna lead? You're gonna, it's basically a machine, you're basically like a monotonous machine following your emotions of slavery. Well, there we are. Have a good day, guys. <laughs> Enjoy yourselves and um, live one day at a time, of course, and I'll see you all soon.